Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wannabe Entrepreneur. I have a packed episode for you. I will be mostly speaking about my experiments around the WB space, my virtual co-working space for bootstrappers. And I've also been researching more about growth. You have steady growth, you have viral growth. And I want to kind of understand how viral growth works. So obviously I still haven't cracked it because I, I haven't been viral, but uh, I've been trying to analyze, trying to get some conclusions and I want to share that with you. And I also want to share the results of my AB testing experiment and a couple of other interesting things that happened this week with my projects. Before we get started, I also want to give some more words about uh, my take and some opinions that I have crossed my mind regarding the conflict or the war in uh, Ukraine. And uh, I totally understand if you don't want to listen to this, so you just can't skip this part if you are fed up with the news. But since I have this format and uh, this is also kind of part of our lives now, I somehow want to share because I have been really following this conflict and it's obviously affecting everyone. So first thing that I want to speak is that uh, I do understand that it's a bit unfair because uh, there, are, there have been a lot of wars in the past years, unfortunately. And uh, most recently, we had also the crisis with uh, war refugees coming from Syria. And uh, there, there has been much more support for the, in this war, right? In uh, Russia-Ukraine invasion. And as a European myself, I kind of understand because I can much more relate with people in Ukraine because they are closer, because I worked with a lot of them. But I still understand that, of course, it's a little bit unfair that there are, or at least that the word is obviously bias, right? There is much more support now coming from NATO, coming from the EU, coming from the US towards Ukraine with all the sanctions going on and everything, uh, than, uh, yeah, towards, for instance, Syria, etc. Um, I just, yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. Of course, that we should not attack the support that there is for Ukraine. We should just hope that this support would be equal for everyone. Because I totally agree with the support that has been given to Ukraine. And I think that we should even give more. Another thing that kind of crossed my mind, and this is a very unpopular opinion. So I don't want to offend anyone. This is just what's coming from my mind. And I have a pretty open mind so we can of course discuss and I, I i can change this but in the world of gender equality which i i'm totally in favor of and i think we should fight for it and we should fight for equality gender equality race equality everything I, it's a bit weird that no one speaks about the fact that uh, women can leave ukraine but men are forced to stay and fight it's a very tricky situation and I bet you that a lot of you are already, of course, Diago, someone has to fight. But my question is, why? I really believe that if you don't want to fight, especially in a war that is so unfair that you most likely will not win. Certainly, NATO said that they wouldn't give any military support. Why would you be forced to kind of 
yeah, throw your life away to fight for something that you don't believe. So it, it's, I don't know, it, it affects me for two main reasons. First of all, I have friends and people I worked with there in, uh, in Ukraine, in the most affected cities, and they cannot leave. And some of them are developers. And I can just imagine that as a developer, they could leave their country and have a very good life. They would just find a job quickly and they could be with their family. Of course, they would miss their country because I can see myself in their shoes because I know them. I, it, it, I find it really unfair that they are forced to stay, especially in today's days where we are fighting for gender equality. For me, it makes no sense that women can leave and men would have to stay and fight. I really believe that everyone should be free to take their own decisions and uh, a lot of people would still stay and fight, which I really admire, but a couple will, yeah, also leave. So I don't know. This is something that is coming through my mind and I don't see a lot of people talking about it. So I just wanted to, yeah, share this point of view. And last but not least, I do think that it's really, really important to acknowledge that there are victims in both sides. There are victims in Ukrainian side and victims in Russian side. Obviously in Ukraine, maybe the effect is, or for sure the effect is much bigger. They are losing their countries. They are, they are the minority in, in terms of, of army. They have a much less powerful army. But in Russia, you know, with all of these sanctions, first of all, that are happening, it's not going to affect that much the oligarchs or Putin or the rich people. It's going to affect mostly the working class. And most of these people are against the war. They don't want the war. A lot of people are being arrested because they are going into manifestations. And I do believe that those are also heroes, right? I don't know if I would have the courage to go outside in Russia and uh, complain about the war and try to change it, knowing that Putin would probably get me arrested and I don't know what would happen to me. So I do believe that they are also heroes. And uh, since I guess the best case scenario for this war is uh, for somehow a Russian revolution to happen, I think that we should still support the Russians that are against this war. We should listen to them. And unfortunately, I also have been seeing a lot of isolation. We are trying to isolate Russia, but we should not isolate the communication. For instance, now I cannot even access Russia Today, a news website um, for Russia, which why can't I access it? I mean, we should always keep information free because if we isolate someone or a nation or whatever, I think the impact is uh, the opposite. They they will be mad and we, we won't understand what's going through their minds. So I think it's also important to support the Russians that are against the war. And that's it. That's what I wanted to share about uh, my view in Ukraine and what everything that is happening. I really, really hope that this ends soon. And uh, I, I, my heart is really with Ukraine right now. Let's get started with the episode. This was a little bit a more tense topic, but yeah, let's relax and uh, speak about bootstrapping. And uh, yeah, let's let's get started. Do you 
remember the bottle flip challenge that uh, challenge where you would get a plastic water bottle fill it with a little bit of water and try to flip it so that it would land on this quote-unquote feet it wouldn't fall you probably know about this because this was super viral right everyone was speaking about it everyone was trying it out but yesterday i watched a ted talk about how this phenomenon started and it's funny because sometimes you just get these viral things happening and you don't even question how did this start it but this talk was actually about the guy the high school senior that started this movement and the way he started the movement was not on purpose he was just doing a talent show in this high school it was the graduation day and they 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 did this kind of show as a joke and the, the talent that he was trying to present was flipping the bottle i mean he tried it for a few days before he was able to to do it he didn't think too much of it and it was really fun he had this epic music going on and then he landed the flip and everyone went completely crazy and that was it it was a fun video but he didn't think too much about it 72 hours later he was in new york in the late night show showing his skill to the world how crazy is this how crazy is going viral is something that uh, I believe no one fully understands, but can definitely change one person's life. So as he explains in this talk, after flipping the bottle, he was getting DMs from people saying that the world needed to see his talents. He was giving interviews left and right. He even in the end was able to get or to sponsor non-profit organization helping uh, victims of cancer just by flipping a bottle everything changed in his life and he even gave some examples of other people that have gone viral and they are now millionaires going viral is winning the lottery i, I don't know if if you ever realized this but yeah it just changes your life most of the times it can be for the worst or for the better but how can we go viral that's something that I've been thinking a lot, especially because I am at this point, as you know, that I have some users, but they are not enough to call it a profitable business, right? So I have users, I have paying users, which is really interesting because definitely people are interested in my community and people want to use it. But how do I take it from 30, 40 paying users to 1,000 or 2,000? right? The same with the podcast. I have 100 people listen to the episodes, which I guess if you are listening to this, you probably like it. But how do I take this from 100 to 10,000? This is the $1 million question for me, something that I've been trying to figure out. And uh, my first answer when I first started doing this was marketing. Everyone was speaking about marketing. If you remember, or if you follow, for instance, Dagobert on Twitter, he is the meme lord. I interviewed him a couple of times. And uh, that's what he's always memeing about, that uh, we should focus more on marketing than uh, anything else, than building features. But then what is marketing, right? There are so many. You have sales, you have social media, you have uh, 
so many different areas and it's very abstract, right? There's so many, many variables. One thing that I've realized is that there are two kinds of growth. There is the steady growth and there is the viral growth. Steady growth is this sustainable growth that is not super fast, but it happens every day and you can somehow control it. So to have steady growth, you have to identify a couple of marketing channels that work for you. For example, for me, for my podcast, I have uh, the Twitter, I have Indie Hackers, and I have the network of the people I interview. Th these are my steady growth marketing channels. The one that works best probably is when I interview people and I am able to tap into their network and I get a few new listeners. This is giving me new listeners every day, but in a very slow rate. The other effect is the viral growth. Viral growth is amazing, but it's much more unpredictable. That happened to me with this podcast when I interviewed Peter Levels, because when we shared this interview around, it got so many listeners, right? I think it's now reaching the 1,000 listens. And uh, just for you to understand, the next most listened interview that I did with KCD has now 350. So it's almost three times the interview I had with, with uh, KCD. And this had a huge impact in my number of listeners. It actually doubled my number of listeners. So in one week, I was able to double from uh, about 80 to 160 listeners on my podcast. This with steady growth would take me months to achieve. So yeah, viral growth is definitely something that it really helps. And uh, it's, it's something that if you could control, I really believe this should be something that we, we should be doing, but we cannot control. What is going viral? How can we be, become viral? There are a lot of interesting videos around the internet, a lot of interesting blog posts. I'm, I have only started now trying to research more about it because I've, I focus a lot on my steady growth and I, I found the channels that work for me. And uh, for instance, with Change It, my climate change app, I have uh, SEO going on and it's really good because I'm having 70, 80 readers in my blog posts every day without lifting a finger. So that steady growth has been the best one so far, but with Twitter, with Indie Hackers, of course, I have to put some hours of work every day by answering comments and writing tweets and etc. But at least I know that if I put this amount of hours, I will have X amount of visits on my website. Now, if I'm able to figure out viral growth, I know that I'll be able to grow obviously much faster. I've been reading a lot. There's still a lot of things that I don't know, but I just want to share some of the conclusions I have so far. And of course, that I will update you as I learn more about viral growth. Maybe I will not even be able to grasp the idea and, and, and quote-unquote understand it. But if I do, I will definitely share it with you. So here are a couple of questions that I have been asking myself. I think that going viral means that you are able to produce content that people want to share. People want to speak about it. Now, the question is, why do people want to share your content? And I have come up with a solution or a reason that might be too simple or too simplistic, but you tell me. So I think that people want to share your content because people want others to like them. 
and that's why you share the content. And I will explain that in more detail because there are a couple of categories of content that I think uh, have a bigger tendency of getting viral. The first category is funny, funny content. Uh, it could be, for instance, memes, right? Meme marketing is a huge thing. I did an interview with Agobert and an episode just about meme marketing. And why do people like to share memes? Because they are funny. And uh, people will think that you are funny if you share it, right? I guess that's the main reason why you share something that is funny, because you want to make others laugh. Another category that I found it really interesting is uh, identity. So when you find a post that you can identify yourself with and you just want to share it. Why do you want to share it though? I believe it is because you want to show others that you belong. You want to show that you are not the only one doing that. And as a plus, you want to see if someone from your followers, from your audience is doing the same. Then the other category is the surprise. So you got surprised by something, could be a fact that you didn't know or something that is happening right now and you want to share it. For instance, now when I share with you the story of how the bottle flip challenge came to be, this was something that I had no idea and I thought that not a lot of people had this information so I want to be the one sharing it with them. And again, maybe then I would see or become more interesting in their eyes, whatever. I, I don't believe that we share this consciously thinking, okay, I will share this because I want them to like me or whatever. But I think that's in the end why we share it. And last but not least, the last category is support. You want to support a cause or support someone that you know, and that's why you share it. And a great example of this is uh, when uh, a couple of years ago, I was cat-sitting my grandfather's cat, and it's kind of a crazy cat, and he jumped from the fifth floor of my house. He didn't die on impact because we couldn't find him and we couldn't find him for the next 17 days. I shared on Facebook asking for support and I was overwhelmed by the response. I got more than 200 shares on Facebook. This had never happened to me before. And uh, I was also kind of surprised. Wow, there's so many people caring about this and supporting me. And again, this is another example of a category that goes viral. By the way, after 17 days, we end up finding the cat. He was okay. And uh, he's still with us, still alive, even though he jumped again, uh, or he fell again from the fifth floor, now from my grandpa's house um, a couple of years after. So it's kind of a crazy cat. I think now is much more chilled. I guess uh, when you fall, Two times from the sixth floor, you kind of um, rethink your life choices as a cat or something like that. These are the categories that I think are important. And now when you try to, or when I'm trying to create some content, I'll try to follow these categories. And I'll always try to think about if it was me reading that tweet or that content or that Instagram post, would I share it? Would I want to share it with my friends? I think that's also really, really important. One great example that... Uh, or case study that happened recently with a member of our community was uh, with Luca. Luca Restano is the, a member of the um, WB Space, and I also interviewed him here in the podcast. And uh, he recently did a giveaway that got so much success. So here is the post the or the tweet he shared. It said, I created a notion board to guide you through the creation of a SaaS. 
leave a wave and I will drop it in your DMs. This adds more than uh, 400 likes with a lot of retweets and more than 800 waves, more than 800 replies. 800! How amazing is this? With a simple tweet. He was definitely overwhelmed because it was, he actually shared this as a way to try out a new feature on his tool that automates Twitter DMs. And he wanted to automate these kind of giveaways. But he was just trying it out. And now he has to send, since he didn't still automate this process, he has to send 800 messages, 800 DMs to all of these people with the Notion guide he created. I, I don't know why this worked. If, if we think about it, for instance, if you remember the last episode when I shared with you what I've learned from that book, Hooked, that teaches you how to create habits with your products, this as a great reward, which is to get the guide for free. This is a great trigger because it's, it's a tweet and it's a very easy action. So the only thing that you need to have to get a free guide is to leave a wave in a comment, very simple, and the more people comment, the more it validates that this is a great deal, right? So now when I look at it, I see more than 800 waves. I think, okay, I am missing out on something. I have the FOMO. I need a wave as well. What if this is amazing? I have nothing to lose. It's super easy for me. I don't have to pay a thing. So this is a great example of something that uh, worked really well. As, as a, a side benefit of it, he has now... 100 more followers on his Twitter account. He has a lot of emails of people that are interested in building SaaS. And uh, he, yeah, he has a lot of people, potential clients for his own product, Hivoy. So this is just another example of how going viral can actually mean a lot for your project and kind of bump it to the next level. I'm still trying to learn more about this and I will share it with you as I, if I'm able to get some more conclusions. But now I want to speak about uh, another conclusion, another test, which is the A-B test results. So last week, as I told you, I created a new landing page for my community. This landing page was kind of selling the community in a different way. I want to explain to people that having friends, having bootstrapped, like-minded friends is really important for your success as an entrepreneur, but it's really hard to find these people because you need to be very active on Twitter and indie hackers, but you can just join the community and uh, it's much easier there to find people, like-minded people that are willing to share their journey with you and want to become friends. So I wanted to create a landing page that would share this, but my previous landing page was still good. So I just wanted to compare both of them. And for that, I did a Navy test. Now, one thing that people asked me was, is it worth to doing a Navy test if you don't have significant amount of users. And if I think about my days in Trivago, we had a lot of people coming to the website every day and uh, we were looking for really small changes. For instance, if I change the color of this button, I wanted to see maybe a half percentage change or increase in the number of clicks. Obviously, to get this increase with a significant statistically data, we need a lot, a lot of users. And with Trivago, we would 
run a test for a month, and this would mean like millions of users. And only then we would know for sure that this half of a percent increase was due to the change we have done. And even then it was a bit complicated. With 100 people, it's really hard to validate, especially if it's a small increase. However, what I believe is that if you have a very big difference, right? So double of the conversion, it might mean something. It might also be due to some other reason that we do not understand, but at least we can investigate, right? So if I see that there is a big difference in the conversion of these landing pages, I, I can try to ask users what they think, try to get more qualitative data, and I can also somehow analyze it myself, right? I, I have my own opinion and I can see if this data validates my opinion or not. So let me give you the results. I have to say that each version of the page got about 110 unique users, so not a lot, but I think it's, it's already, already good. And the base variation, so the old landing page got a conversion rate of 5%. So 5% of the people that came to the page clicked on the join button. This join button doesn't mean that they became members, but it does mean that they are interested in knowing more and opening my Buy Me Coffee platform. Now, with the second variation, the new version of the landing page, I got a conversion of 10%, so double of the conversion. So in the base variation, I got 5%. In the new version, I got 10%. So it, it makes sense to at least investigate why one is performing so much better than the other. I asked around people, I asked around in the WB space, there's a channel just for feedback. And most of the people voted also for variation number two. And myself, I also like more variation number two. So now I have all the data to make a decision. And my decision is that the new landing page will be now the standard landing page. And uh, yeah, it was really nice also to test the split B feature. It worked really, really well. And uh, if you want to learn more about how this works, you can just listen to my episode, the one that I released last Tuesday. And that's it for my project updates. I wanted to speak a little bit about the lifestyle of an entrepreneur. I'm not freaking out. I, I just want to start by saying that, but this is the last month that I'm getting my unemployment money coming from Germany. I told you about it before, and this has been such a great opportunity because I'm able to work on my projects and still not, uh, it doesn't affect my savings, right? So that's really, really nice. I'm, I'm really happy for it. But yeah, this month is the last month. And of course, that this is increasing the pressure for me to make money or to increase or to find a job. And uh, I will definitely not make a salary, at least from the community, until the end of the month because my steady growth, it's it's not yeah fast enough. So, yeah, I'm I'm not again. As I said, I'm not freaking out. I don't know why I should be. I'm I I don't know. I'm numb. You know, I don't feel anything. I just keep on pushing and keep on trying to figure out how I can go from uh, the this amount of users to something that is really scalable to make a business. I've been questioning myself a lot. Is this because I'm not good enough with marketing? Is this because the product is not good enough? So uh, there are a lot of products that when you share them, they immediately get a lot of need that people just want to download it and install it. And uh, maybe this is just not it. Maybe that's what a good business is about. Is It's a product that is solving a problem 
with a lot of demands. I don't know. I I haven't thought too much about it. Maybe I'm kind of pushing these feelings aside. But uh, yes, the one thing is for sure, this is the last month that I'll be getting unemployment money from Germany. Now, I want to go to tips and tricks of an entrepreneur. Today, I, I have a very interesting tool to share with you. It's called copy.ai. And I, I was really surprised what, with what this does. So basically, this uses AI to generate text to generate the copy for your landing page and uh, you just sign up and you describe in your own words what is your product about and it this will generate a lot of options that you can just copy paste that explains i don't know it kind of translates your explanation to a super simple to understand version it, it's I, I was really really surprised so uh, let me just tell you how this works, you just go to copy.ai, there is a free tier that you can just use for free, and uh, then you register, you can log in with Google and whatever, and it asks you the name of your product and asks you to describe your product. Let me tell you what I wrote to describe the WB space. So I said, as an entrepreneur, it is important to surround yourself with like-minded people, but finding other entrepreneurs like yourself Take time and effort. Join our community and have access to our network of entrepreneurs that help each other to achieve their goals. So uh, it kind of explains what the community is about, but it's not super well written. There are some words that you could change and it's too long. Now you can choose the tone if you want friendly, if you want luxurious, relaxed, professional, bold, whatever, and you just hit create copy and then it even says, magically, we are going to create a copy. So let me just read some of the output of this model. I'm super impressed. So one of the outputs is, join our community and have access to our network of entrepreneurs that help each other to achieve their goals. Yeah, this is it. This is a one-sentence explanation of uh, what the community is about. Let me read one that is a bit longer. As an entrepreneur, you are constantly looking for people who will help you to achieve your goals. Join our community and have access to our network of entrepreneurs that help each other to achieve their goals. Maybe this one is not as good, but again, it's amazing because if you remember what the input was, how it is able to summarize and write, and there's so many options. So one thing that I actually did was I copied one of these options to my landing page and I'm using it right now. I will definitely be using this website for any copy and also for tweets. If you want to write a tweet, maybe pass it through the copy.ai and, and see what the results are. It might really, really help. So copy.ai, the link will also be in the description. And uh, we are reaching the end of today's episode. So I want to say that if you want to support the Wannabe Entrepreneur podcast, you can do so by buying me a coffee or you can also join the WB space. It costs $5 per month and it really increases your chances of success. I, I've been following a lot of the projects of the members in, in the space and I can it, it really it's really fun to see them succeed. So join us and uh, yeah, you can also increase your chances of succeeding. You can share this podcast with your friends, with your entrepreneur friends, with your bootstrapper friends, and you can also give a nice review on Apple, on Spotify, or whatever you listen to 
podcast. There's many other episodes and interviews for you to listen on uh, wannabe-entrepreneur.com slash episode. So you can go there and check it out. And uh, this was another Wannabe Entrepreneur. See you on Thursday. Now imagine this episode going viral. <laughs> that would be fun.